0: He is risen. He is risen indeed. Well done. My name is John Lewis. For those who don't know me, it is an honour and a privilege to be asked to speak here on Easter Sunday. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, may we feel your presence right now. We can pray. You can give me the words to speak. But it's Jesus who saves. Amen. Well, in 2011, I was living in Vancouver, Canada. I organised with some friends to travel down to Washington State for an Easter Sunday service at the NFL Stadium in Seattle, where I joined 17,500 people for a very memorable day, where we witnessed 500 people get baptised, and I was able to hear Mark Driscoll speak. It was a very memorable sermon, and I still remember parts of that sermon even today, when I was asked to preach and to speak on Easter Sunday, my mind went back to that sermon. Well, today we're going to be looking at who Jesus is, or well, who is Jesus, the most important question that has ever been asked. If you've never considered that question, if this is your first time in church or you've been coming for many years, you've never really considered who he is, I pray that you'll come to know him and to love him. Jesus was born about 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, which was a rural town. He had a mother, Mary, who was probably a teenager at his birth. He had a father, Joseph, or should I say stepfather. He was a carpenter. Eventually, he had brothers and sisters. He grew up following in his father's footsteps uh, as uh, as a carpenter. Around the age of 30, he started his public ministry, teaching, healing and preaching. He never travelled too far from home. He never married. He never had any children. He had a simple life. Yet Jesus is the most significant person who has ever lived on earth. There have been more songs sung about him, more books written about him, more paintings painted of him than anyone in the history of the world. On this day, Easter Sunday, a few billion people on earth will gather together like we are doing to worship him as Lord and Saviour. There is no one who has transformed the world more than Jesus. The two biggest holidays are all about him. At Christmas, we celebrate his birthday. And on Easter Sunday, we re- remember and we rejoice in his resurrection from the dead. The entire calendar is based around Jesus, B.C., which is before Christ, and A.D. and a Domini, the year of our Lord. So much has been said about him and so much is written about him what does jesus say about himself as you know the bible is split up into section two sections there's the old testament and the new testament there's 27 books in the new testament and they all focus on jesus hopefully when we look at the passages we have today we'll get to know him more first passage jesus came down from heaven john 6 38 and 42 should be up on the screen For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Well, Jesus existed before becoming a human. He has existed for eternity in heaven. He has come into the world to do the work of his father. He came to serve, he came to seek, And save us from our sins. Jesus is not a man who became God, but rather God who became a man. Begotten, not made. But people question this. They grew up with Jesus, so how can he say he came from heaven? Is this not the son of Joseph whose father and mother we know? Jesus came down from heaven. Jesus said he is more than just a good man, in Mark 10, 17 and 18. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. See, a lot of people would agree that Jesus was a good man, but deny the fact that he was actually God. They want him to simply be a miracle worker, a teacher, a servant, someone who is friendly toward the poor and the suffering. Jesus is those things, but he is so much more. He is God made man. He says to the man not to call him good. There is no one who is good. We are all sinners. None of us can say we are good or even measure up. Jesus alone is good. Well, Jesus performs miracles. In John 10, 36 to 39, What about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said, I am God's Son? Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Well, the miracles that you might be familiar with include healing the sick, feeding the hungry, driving out demons, making the blind see, making the lame not just walk, but leap for joy. Look at the power of God in Jesus' works. If you don't believe his words, then at least look at his works. Look at his saving, his healing, his changing, transforming power. Jesus is a miracle worker who is still working miracles today. You see addicts that are cleansed from their addictions, people on their deathbeds fully recovering, people with cancer totally disappearing. Our neighbour across the road from where I live is quite elderly. I visit him occasionally to see how he's going, have a chat, and to use his woodworking machines in his shed. One particular afternoon I went over and asked him how he was and he replied, Not good. I have throat cancer, and there's a mandarin-sized tumour in my throat, and the doctor's given me about six months to live. He was in great distress from all the pain that he was in. Well, after a while, I went over to visit him again, thinking he probably doesn't have too much longer to live. And he told me the doctor can't believe it, but the tumour in my throat has completely gone, and I don't have cancer anymore. Well, two years later, he's still alive today, whether you think this is a coincidence or God's divine intervention, Jesus performs miracles. Well, Jesus never sinned. John eight forty six. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Jesus says it clearly, he says it plainly, and he says it publicly. Why don't you believe me? We are all sinners. I'm a sinner. I've sinned in the past. I sin in the present, and I will sin in the future. It's impossible. It's impossible for me not to sin. We are all sinners by our human condition. Sin includes our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. None of us can claim we don't sin. Only Jesus. You know the expression: you know, No one's perfect, except for Jesus. Jesus, in front of the Jews, asked this question openly and publicly. Does anyone have any accusation of any sin I have ever committed? Well, no other world religion has ever made a claim like this. Jesus stands alone, sinless. Well, Jesus says that he is God. John 10, 30 to 33. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him, But Jesus said to them, I've shown you many good works from the Father, for which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. See, people claim that Jesus never said he was God, that followers have made it up over the years long after he lived on earth. Well, that isn't true. The reason we believe that Jesus is the one and only God is because Jesus Christ repeatedly and openly claimed to be God. No other major religion's founder has ever claimed they were God. Jesus stands alone. He tells us to pray to him, to confess to him, to trust him, to follow him, to give our lives, our money, our deeds and our time. If he isn't God, then Jesus has fooled a lot of people. Jesus is God, and by God's grace, we can call him our God. Jesus forgives sin. Mark 2, 5 to 7. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralysed man, "'Son, your sins are forgiven.' Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, "'Why does this fellow talk like that? "'He's blaspheming. "'Who can forgive sins but God alone?' See, Jesus looks at a sinful man and says, Your sins are forgiven. Every time we sin against one another, we also sin against God. When we sin, we're acting against all that God is and all that He says. God alone can forgive sin, but Jesus says, Your sins are forgiven. We all need to be forgiven of sin. And so often, I think we look at our lives and think about the times we have sinned, the things we have done, the things we have said, the things we have failed to do and say. How much suffering have we caused and how much suffering could we have helped stop? We are all sinners. Every other religion will tell you how you can deal with your sin. You can follow this path, have this plan, you know, do all these good works. But Jesus says... will take care of sin I will forgive you there is nothing we have to do to experience the forgiveness from God all we have to do is trust in Jesus the wages of sin the penalty for sin the result of sin is death and that is why we die in Romans 6 23 it says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord the most magnificent demonstration of love and justice is the fact that God came down from heaven to live without sin, make his enemies friends, and to forgive sin. But as we looked at the passage in Mark, the teachers of the law accused Jesus of blaspheming, declaring himself to be God. But why does Jesus declare to be God? Because he is God. Jesus says he's the only way to heaven, John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Jesus comes down from heaven. He lives without sin. He dies for our sin. He conquers death and rises as our saviour. He ascends back into heaven and opens a doorway into heaven and invites us to enter through that door into the presence of God if we trust in him. Not all religions save Not all paths lead to eternal life. Not all gods are the one true God. Jesus is exclusive. There is no salvation, no forgiveness of sin, no eternal life apart from faith in Jesus Christ. This is a trustworthy saying because Jesus said it I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, not only is Jesus exclusive, but he's also inclusive. He invites everyone to submit to him. No matter what you've done, what you've said, what nationality, your age, you, what religion you've been in the past, whether you're an atheist or an agnostic, Jesus invites you to enter through that door. Everyone is welcome to faith in Jesus. Jesus says he will resurrect from the death, from death. Mark 8:31. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. The elders, chief priests, and teachers, they struggled to believe Jesus. It's kind of like Jesus says, hey, you just wait. You're going to kill me and after three days I will rise again. Jesus' resurrection proves that everything he has ever said is completely true. Jesus Christ, rising from the dead, being resurrected, is a pivotal part of the whole Christian religion. If this is not true, then Christians are to be pitied the most because we worship a dead person. Jesus was arrested. Was falsely accused. He was beaten, stripped of his clothes, whipped, nails driven through his hands and feet. Jesus died on a cross. A Roman executioner declared it to be so, and to ensure Jesus was dead, he stuck a spear up, under his ribcage, so that water and blood flowed from his side. Jesus was wrapped in cloth, and his body was laid in a tomb, a stone placed in front, and a Roman guard stood in front to ensure that no one would touch Jesus' body. Jesus was dead, and three days later, he was alive. He removed the stone and walked into town. Over the next 40 days, he appeared to many, and even to some, crowds as big as 500 people. He ate meals with people, he physically hugged people. Thomas, a disciple who doubted Jesus, even got to see his crucifixion scars and touch his wounds on his side. Jesus Christ rose from death and history has never been the same since. When someone famous dies, there's usually a memorial or a place where people go to visit their gravestone or a plaque. For example, Elvis, Jim Morrison... Uh, Lenin's tomb, that's Vladimir, not John, Marilyn Monroe, Chairman Mao, and Sir Isaac Newton. Well, when a religious leader dies, their grave is enshrined. Four major religions are based on a person Judaism, which is based on Abraham, you can visit his tomb in Palestine, Buddhism, the Buddha is buried in India. His tomb is an enormous place of worship where people pilgrimage to each year. Islam, which is founded by Muhammad, is buried in Medina, which is in Saudi Arabia. His tomb is in a massive massive mosque, which is a major Islamic pilgrimage site. In Christianity, which is found by a man, Jesus Christ, his tomb is not enshrined, and no one knows where it even is. The most famous person in history And no one knows where he's buried. This is because he rose from the dead. No one visits Jesus' grave. We have no idea where Jesus is buried because he's not there. Did not become a shrine or a holy place of worship like other dead religious leaders or famous people. Jesus is not dead. He is alive in heaven. Jesus asked the question, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? He says, he says it in all the Gospels. He says it in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. I'm pretty sure it's an important question if they all wrote it down. The question for you is, who do you say Jesus is? This is a moment where you can make a decision, a life or death decision. Will you leave here today as a Christian or a non-Christian? Will you continue to reject Jesus and go on living without him in your life? Or will you be saved from your sin by trusting in Jesus? Hell is real and people will be there for eternity. Jesus alone saves us from God's wrath. Jesus alone saves us from hell. We have a very important decision to make. Will you live your life for Jesus? Will you leave here as a Christian? Do you have a better plan or solution? Do you have a greater hope than in Jesus? If you feel convicted or moved or would like to reaffirm your faith, I invite you to trust in Jesus Christ. If you want to make a decision today, I invite you to pray this prayer in your heart, and if you agree with it, say amen. Dear God, I humbly admit that I need your help. I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Cleanse me and change me. By your Holy Spirit, enable me to live for you. This we ask in the name of Jesus, our Saviour. Amen.